O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, July 14th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there will be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Devarim, and it means words. Deuteronomy 2, 1-15 We marched back into the wilderness by the way of the Sea of Reeds, as Hashem had spoken to me and skirted the hill country of Seir a long time. Then Hashem said to me, You have been skirting this hill country long enough. Now turn north. And charge the people as follows. You will be passing through the territory of your kinsmen, the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. Though they will be afraid of you, be very careful not to provoke them. For I will not give you of their land so much as a foot can tread on. I have given the hill country of Seir as a possession to Esau. What food you eat you shall obtain from them for money. Even the water you drink you shall procure from them for money. Indeed, Hashem your God has blessed you in all your undertakings. He has watched over your wanderings through this great wilderness. HaShem your God has been with you these past forty years. You have lacked nothing. We then moved on, away from our kinsmen, the descendants of Esau, who lived in Seir, away from the road of the Arabah, away from Elat and Ezion-Geber, and we marched on in the direction of the wilderness of Moab. And HaShem said to me, 
Do not harass the Moabites or provoke them to war, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession. I have assigned Ar as a possession to the descendants of Lot. It was formerly inhabited by the Emim, a people great and numerous and as tall as the Anakites. Like the Anakites, they are counted as Rephaim, but the Moabites call them Emim. Similarly, Seir was formerly inhabited by the Horites, but the descendants of Esau dispossessed them, wiping them out and settling in their place, just as Israel did in the land they were to possess, which Hashem had given to them. Up now, cross the Wadi Zered. So we crossed the Wadi Zered. The time that we spent in travel from Kadesh Barnea until we crossed the Wadi Zered was thirty-eight years, until that whole generation of warriors had perished from the camp, as Hashem had sworn concerning them. Indeed, the hand of Hashem struck them to root them out from the camp to the last man. 1 Chronicles 16, 37-18-17 He left Asaph and his kinsmen there before the ark, Brit Hashem, to minister before the ark regularly as each day required, as well as Obed-Edom with their kinsmen, 68. Also Obed-Edom, son of Jethunan, and Hosa as gatekeepers. Also Zadok the Kohan and his fellow Kohanim before the Mishkan of Hashem at the shrine which was in Givon, to sacrifice burnt offerings to Hashem on the altar of the burnt offering regularly, morning and evening, in accordance with what was prescribed in the teaching of Hashem with which he charged Israel. With them were Haman and Jedutun and the other selected men designated by name to give praise to Hashem for his steadfast love is eternal. Haman and Jedutun had with them trumpets and cymbals to sound, and instruments for the songs of Hashem. And the sons of Jedutun were to be at the gate. Then all the people went, every one to his home, and David returned to greet his household. When David settled in his palace, David said to the Navi Nathan, Here I am dwelling in a house of cedar, while the ark Brit Hashem is under tent cloths. Nathan said to David, Do whatever you have in mind, for Hashem is with you. But that same night the word of Hashem came to Nathan, Go and say to my servant David, Thus says Hashem, You are not the one to build a house for me to dwell in. From the day that I brought you out, Israel, to this day, I have not dwelt in a house, but have gone from tent to tent and from one mishkan to another. As I moved about wherever Israel went, did I ever reproach any of the judges of Israel whom I appointed to care for my people Israel? Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Further, say thus to my servant David, Thus said Yahweh Savayot, the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture from following the flock to be ruler of my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut down all your enemies before you. Moreover, I will give you renown like that of the greatest men on earth. I will establish a home for my people Israel, and will plant them firm, so that they shall dwell secure and shall tremble no more. 
Evil men shall not wear them down any more as in the past, ever since I appointed judges over my people Israel. I will subdue all your enemies, and I declare to you, Hashem will build a house for you. When your days are done, and you follow your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingship. He shall build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be like a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. But I will never withdraw my favor from him, as I withdrew it from your predecessor. I will install him in my house, and in my kingship forever, and his throne shall be established forever. Nathan spoke to David in accordance with all these words and all this prophecy. Then King David came and sat before Hashem, and he said, What am I, O Hashem, and what is my family, that you have brought me thus far? Yet even this, O Hashem, has seemed too little to you, for you have spoken of your servant's house for the future. You regard me as a man of distinction, O Hashem. What more can David add regarding the honoring of your servant? You know your servant. Hashem, for your servant's sake and of your own accord, you have wrought this great thing and made known all these great things. Hashem, there is none like you, and there is no other God but you, as we have always heard. And who is like your people Israel, a unique nation on earth, whom Hashem went and redeemed as his people, winning renown for yourself for great and marvelous deeds, driving out nations before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt. You have established your people Israel as your very own people forever, and you, Hashem, have become their God. And now, Hashem, let your promise concerning your servant and his house be fulfilled forever, and do as you have promised. Let it be fulfilled, that your name be glorified forever, in that men will say, Yahweh Savayot, the Lord of hosts, God of Israel, is Israel's God, and may the house of your servant David be established before you. Because you, my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him. Your servant has ventured to pray to you. And now, Hashem, you are Hashem, and you have made this gracious promise to your servant. Now it has pleased you to bless your servant's house, that it abide before you forever. For you, Hashem, have blessed and are blessed forever. Sometime afterward, David attacked the Philistines and subdued them. And David took Gath and its dependencies from the Philistines. He also defeated the Moabites. The Moabites became tributary vassals of David. David defeated Hadadezer, king of Zobahamath, who was on his way to set up his monument at the Euphrates River. David captured 1,000 chariots and 7,000 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers of his force. And David hamstrung all the chariot horses except for 100 which he retained. And when the Arameans of Damascus came to the aid of King Hadadezer of Zobahamath, David struck down 22,000 of the Arameans. David stationed garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Arameans became tributary vassals of David. Hashem gave David victory wherever he went. 
David took the gold shields carried by Hadadezer's retinue and brought them to Jerusalem and from Tibeth and Kun, towns of Hadadezer. David took a vast amount of copper from which Samuel made the bronze tank, the columns, and the bronze vessels. When King Tau of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of King Hadadezer of Zobah, he sent his son Hadoram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him on his military victory over Hadadezer. For Hadadezer had been at war with Tau. He brought with him all manner of gold, silver, and copper objects. King David dedicated these to Hashem along with the other silver and gold that he had taken from all the nations from Edom, Moab, and Ammon, from the Philistines and the Amalekites. Abshai, son of Zeruiah, struck down Edom in the Valley of Salt, 18,000 in all. He stationed garrisons in Edom, and all the Edomites became vassals of David. Hashem gave David victory wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel, and David executed true justice among all his people. Joab, son of Zeruiah, was commander of the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was recorder. Zadok, son of Ahituv, and Abimelech, son of Yartar, were Kohanim. Shavshah was scribe. Benaiah, son of Yehoiada, was commander of the Cherethites and the Pelethites. And David's sons were first ministers of the king. Romans 2, 1-24 Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are that judges, for wherein you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you that judge, do the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And do you think this, O man, that judge them which do such things, and does the same that you shall escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But after your hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto yourself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds? to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile, but glory, honor, and peace to every man that works good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the Torah shall be judged by the Torah. For not the hearers of the Torah are just before God, but the doers of the Torah shall be justified. But when the Gentiles, which have not the Torah, do by nature the things contained in the Torah, these, having not the Torah, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the Torah written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, 
the means while accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Yeshua HaMashiach according to my gospel, behold, you are called a Jew, and rest in the Torah, and make your boast of God, and knowing his will, and approve the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the Torah, and are confident that you yourself are a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes which have the form of knowledge and of the truth in the Torah. You therefore which teach another, teach not yourself? You that preach a man should not steal, do you steal? You that say a man should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You that abhor idols, do you commit sacrilege? You that make the boast of the Torah, through breaking the Torah, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. Psalm 10, 16-18 The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear, to judge the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may no more oppress. Proverbs 19, 8 and 9 He that gets wisdom loves his own soul, and he that keeps understanding shall find good. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaks lies shall perish. I'd like to speak to you today from Deuteronomy 2 from our Torah portion, and then we're going to jump into 1 Chronicles 16-18. through 18. And in chapter 2 of Deuteronomy, in verse 9, it is written, And Hashem said to me, Do not harass the Moabites or provoke them to war, for I will not give you any of their land as possession. I have assigned Ar as a possession to the descendants of Lot. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. The people of Moab are descendants of Lot, nephew of Abraham. When Abraham went to Egypt to escape the famine, he told the Egyptians that Sarah was his sister instead of his wife, in order to save his life. The sages of the Midrash explained that Lot, who was with them, maintained his silence and preserved the secret. As an expression of gratitude for this act of nobility, the children of Abraham are forbidden from attacking the children of Lot generations later, even for the purpose of expanding the borders of Israel. Now let's jump into First Chronicles 16-18. through 18, And we see a description of the temple being built. And in chapter 16, we'll start with verse 41. It is written, With them were Haman and Jedetun and the other selected men designated by name to give praise to Hashem, for his steadfast love is eternal. Verse 42. Haman and Jedetun had with them trumpets and cymbals to sound, and instruments for the songs of Hashem, and the sons of Jedetun were to be at the gate. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. 
This verse describes how when David brought the ark to Jerusalem, he offered prayers of thanksgiving to God, accompanied by various musical instruments. The trumpets and cymbals mentioned in this verse, along with the lyres and harps mentioned in Sefer Devrai Hayamim, were also used during worship in the Beit Hamikdash, the temple. The music of the Levitical choir and orchestra was an integral part of the divine service of the holy temple every day of the year, and was the sweetest music on earth, as it was the Levitical expression of the music of heaven. In today's Jerusalem, Musicians and expert craftsmen work closely with the scholars at the Temple Institute to recreate the musical instruments of Hashem to be used when the third temple will one day be rebuilt. Continuing on in chapter 17, I'll start with verse 11. When your days are done and you follow your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingship. So this is the Lord speaking to David. David has it in his heart to build a temple. God is saying, no, this is not for you to do. You've been a man of war, bloody violence and war. This is for your son to do it. Verse 12. He shall build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. King David wants to build the holy temple. However, Hashem tells him that his son, not he, will be the one to build the Beit HaMikdash, or the temple. As the king who helps conquer the land of Israel, fights Amalek, and solidifies the monarchy, David plays an important part in the process of establishing the Israelites in their land. He is even able to make the preparations for the building of the temple. However, as a warrior, he is not able to build the actual Beit HaMikdash, which is intended to promote peace and harmony among the children of Israel, as well as all the nations of the world. In contrast to David, his son Solomon is a man of peace, as reflected in his name which derives from the Hebrew word for peace, shalom. Shlomo, or Solomon, therefore, is God's choice for the king who will build the temple. For this same reason, instruments of war and violence were not used in the construction of the Beit Hamikdash, so that peace would be built into its very foundation. Continuing on in chapter 17, we'll start with verse 20. Hashem, there is none like you, and there is no other God but you, as we have always heard. Verse 21, and who is like your people Israel, a unique nation on earth, whom Hashem went and redeemed as his people, winning renown for yourself for great and marvelous deeds, driving out nations before your people whom you redeemed from Egypt. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. In this verse, Israel is referred to not only as a people, but as a singular nation on earth. Throughout history, the unique character of the Jewish people has been variously described by friend and foe alike, as a people, a nation, a religion, and even a race. It is hard to pin down the exact nature of the Jewish people. 
but it certainly seems to contain elements of both nationality and spirituality that deeply connect Jews with one another. During the first bloody week of the Yom Kippur War, a soldier stationed on the Golan Heights asked Prime Minister Golda Meir about the many casualties that Israel had suffered. I know we will win, but is all our sacrifice worthwhile? The Prime Minister replied, If our sacrifices are for ourselves, then no. But if for the sake of the whole Jewish people, then I believe with all my heart that any price is worthwhile. Her message was that the State of Israel would serve as a safe haven, not only for Israelis, but for the entire people of Israel all over the world. Indeed, who is like your people, Israel? So I would add to that, uh, I'm going to refer to Romans chapter 11, and there's an olive tree described there. And the olive tree has wild branches and natural branches. And the wild branches get grafted into this olive tree. Now the olive tree represents the nation of Israel. And these wild branches represent the non-Jewish portion of the nation of Israel. Uh, the ten tribes of the north. The Gentiles. Okay, That would be Christians. Believers who are not Jewish. And then the natural branches that get grafted into this olive tree, that would be the Jewish people. So in this olive tree, we have both natural and wild branches, and there's one tree. And of course, the roots of that tree are Yeshua and the patriarchs, the Torah. Okay, so who is like your people Israel, a unique nation on all the earth, includes those of us who are not Jewish, who are the people of God, who are the people who follow the God of Israel, who follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who follow Yeshua, who are still scattered throughout all the nations of the earth. And one day, when Yeshua returns, he's going to ingather all of his scattered people. He's going to gather them in, and he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. So verse 22 and 23 reads, You have established your people Israel as your very own people forever, and you, Hashem, have become their God. And now, Hashem, let your promise concerning your servant and his house be fulfilled forever, and do as you have promised. So, we do pray, Father God, that one day that third temple would be rebuilt, whether it's by your very hand when you return, or whether it's the hand of man and you make it possible for people to actually build that third temple. We don't know how that's going to play out, but Father, we know that there's a day coming when Yeshua, who is of the line of King David, he will be the king. He will be the high priest. He will be the judge, and he will rule and reign from Jerusalem. We look forward to that day, Father, and we look forward to the day that that third temple would be rebuilt with hearts and hands of love. May it be so in our lifetime. In Yeshua's name, amen. Adonai Vish Marekha
from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>